Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the prayer line. My name is Heather Dawson, and on the line with me, I have Sister Margaret Johnson. She will be praying over the prayer request this morning. So I want to say good morning, Margaret. How are you today? Good morning, Elder Heather. I'm doing great. How are you this morning? I am doing well, honey. Thank you so much. Um, I also have Minister John Smalls on the line. He will be bringing the morning's devotions. So, Minister John, how are you this morning? I'm so well. And yourself? I am well, too. Praise the Lord. You know, if we have him, we have everything, don't we? Praise God. We want to always honor our bishop and Pastor Adrian. Excuse me. We thank God for them, and we just pray God's blessing over them this day, that God will keep them, protect them, and give them wisdom and understanding. You know, Christmas has passed, and I pray that you were blessed and that you were able to take time to worship our Lord and that you read the story of the birth of Christ from Scripture We're nearing the end of 2020 and about to enter into a new year, 2021. This year has been extremely difficult for all. We're living a life we thought we would never experience. But you know, God's grace and his mercy have kept us. Praise the Lord. But you know, as we leave one year, and we enter this new year, we as the church must see who we are and what we are called to do. We must war against the Antichrist mindset that has so invaded our nation and is holding many uh, people captive, even the children of God. Eyes are blind, ears are closed. Excuse me. As Bishop has stated, we're not free until our mind is free. And that is a process. That's a process that has to take place. But our victory has been secured. And because it has been, we, the church, must fight with victory, not for victory. See, we war with victory, with Christ. And our warring enforces the victory of Calvary. It was through the cross that victory was purchased for all of us. Psalm 60 verse 12 out of the Amplified says, Through God we shall do valiantly. In other words, with courage or determination. For he it is who shall tread down our adversaries. So if God be or is with us, Who can stand against us? No one. No one can stand against us. So let me pray before Minister John comes. Father, we're humbled in your presence this morning. We are your children and you are our God. As we spend time with you this morning, give us a deeper revelation of the cross and place within each one of us a warring spirit that we will fight and stand for what is right in your sight. 
that each one of us will align ourselves with heaven and will be diligent in listening for your voice and for your direction. I ask, Father, that you touch Minister John as he comes with this morning's devotion. May we hear you through the words he speaks in Jesus' name. Minister John, it is all yours. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you, Elder. I appreciate it. And good morning, everyone. Good morning, Bishop and Lady A and family. Let's go ahead and get started for the time that we have remaining. The topic for today is the struggle, the struggle to change, the struggle to change. And we're going to go to our verse and everybody, I know you have your Bible, be it hard copy or electronics. Let's go to Genesis 12. Genesis 12. And we're going to read 1 through 3. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Let's go ahead and get started. Now, the Lord said to Abraham, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your family's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make you your name great, and so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you. And the ones who curse you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. All of the family on earth will be blessed. So let's go ahead and get back to when God spoke to Abram. And the question, I'm going to put it forward right now, has God spoken to you about something? Has he told you to do something? Because in the beginning, what he told Abraham, he said to Abraham, go forth and leave your country, leave your relatives, the father's house, to a place I will show you. But before I show you, go ahead and get started. And as I was preparing this lesson, God said that the obedience comes before the blessing. And that in itself is a message. The obedience comes before the blessings. Abraham had to leave all that was familiar to him. All that provided comfort and a sense of security. He had to leave all of that behind. He had to do it in faith. Can you imagine God telling you to leave everything that was comfortable to you, everything that was familiar to you, leave it behind. And he's not telling you to go to that destination or this destination. He's saying, I'll show you in time, but get started. That in itself is a struggle to change. Because where does it start? In your mind. It starts in your 
mind. But once again, when God said, obedience comes before, before the blessing. Then, here's what God did with Abraham as well. He said, in essence, I'm paraphrasing here, if, if you do what I said to do, then he said, and I will make you a great nation. Obedience, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. And here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to make you your name great. And look at it. We're still talking about him today. I'll make your name great. And so shall you be a blessing. Abraham, you're going to be a blessing to people. And I will bless those who bless you. You're going to be a magnet of blessing. And for those who curse you, I will curse them. Then he capped it off like a cherry on a pie. And in all the families of the earth will be blessed. Through this one man and his obedience to what God is saying to do, he said, all these blessings will come if you do what I ask you to do. And once again, where does it start? It starts in the mind. So, for the short time that I have left, I want to bring this forward to now. Because, as I've told my wife, and my wife and I talk about it, when I'm in the audience, the congregation, listening to a minister, I like for that minister to make it relevant to today. How does that happen today? I, I, I can open the Bible. I can see the experiences and, you know, of those before me, Abraham and the Joseph and the David, but can I relate to it today? So I have a personal experience that I, I know of someone young lady, beautiful young lady back in the early 80s who was, I call her the Abraham of today. She was told back in the early 80s, she lived in Detroit, had a great job working for a pharmaceutical company, had family, had friends, had a home, she had it going on. She was comfortable, secure by those things that surrounded her. But one day, she decided to take vacation. She left Detroit to come to California, to family and friends here. And as she was having a good time and, and um, with her family and friends, this one particular day, she went back to her aunt's house, and as she was walking up the, the walkway to the steps to go inside, God spoke with her, and he held her at the front door before going in, and he said to her, it's time to come back here. It's time to come back here to California. It's time to come back. And he didn't give her a detailed message in regards to here's the steps that you would do and here's what's going to happen when you get here. No, he said it's time to come back. 
and she wasn't released from that spot until she gave an answer. And don't you know that your answer could be yes, your answer could be no. But he held her in that spot until he received an answer. And the answer that she gave was yes, Lord. And upon her being obedient, she didn't make one physical step to coming. She didn't make one physical step to, to packing. She was still in California, but she said, yes, Lord. And you know what happened? God knew her heart. He checked her heart. Her words said yes, but her heart was already here. And at that time, God released her. And she went on about her life. She went in the house and had a good time. Eventually went back to Detroit. But she made, went back to Detroit with a determined and made-up mind. A made-up mind. She started the process. It took time. She started the process, just like Abraham. She started the process to gather her things. Telling family and friends, I'm leaving. And they would say to her, where are you going? Back to California. You got a job? No. You got a house? No. You got anything lined up? No. I'm going back. Because she heard God. And, and here's the cap. Because I've, I've spoken with her and, and, and she said this. I knew in my heart, I knew without a doubt that he wouldn't take me from where I am to someplace else and give me less. She said, I just knew that. And family and friends would try to talk her out of it. Girl, you got a good job. You're working at a pharmaceutical company. You've got a good house. Stay where you are. But she already made a commitment. And she left Detroit to come to California, not having a job, not having a home, but she said, yes, Lord. She stayed with family. She stayed with friends. But she made it up in her mind that she knew that he wouldn't take her from Detroit to California to give her less. And wouldn't you know it, God gave her more. God gave her more. And you say, how do you know all this? Because that's my wife. It was her that God stopped on the stoop off the stairs and say, come back. It was her who said, I will. Now the question for you today, the question for everyone today, when God speaks to you, when God say to you, to do this, to do that, whatever he's directing you to do, are you willing to say, yes, Lord? Because the struggle is not going to be in your body. It's going to be in your mind. So, Father, I thank you for this opportunity to bring your word. And I pray, Father, that this word is a seed that was planted into Anyone who is willing to hear.
I plant the seed, Father, but Father, you water it. And in the end, you get the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Minister John, thank you. I love that story. I'm sure that all of us were listening very intently to what you were saying. You know, has God spoken? Has God spoken to you to do something? Think about it. Ponder that question. And you kept saying that obedience comes before the blessing. God wants to know that we will do as he directs. He wants to know that before anything changes. He needs to know your heart. And have you started the process at what God has said? Thank you. And thank you to your precious wife. That was That's an awesome story. I'm so grateful that you shared that with us this morning. Because God is faithful. God is true to his word. And the whole thing begins and starts in our mind. And that is where the biggest battle always is, is in the mind. So the struggle, remember the struggle that you're having, it starts in your mind. But you've got to obey God. When he speaks, obey, move. And then God will show you because he'll never take you. I've said this over and over. God will not take you from one place to another to give you less. He's got the greater planned for you. Hallelujah. We could go on with this this morning. What a great lesson. Thank you for sharing that this morning. I'm going to ask Margaret if she will come at this time and uh, share the request with us. And may each and every one of us be in agreement with her as she prays this morning. Margaret, if you will. Okay. Thank you, um, Elder Heather. So um, this morning's prayer request, we have a prayer request from uh, Sharon Montgomery saying, pray for Dorian Gray. His daughter's son died. So that sounds like his grandson his aunt passed, and his mother is in ICU. <clears throat> so, Father, we come this morning in the name of Jesus. Um, we come praying and lifting up Dorian Gray, Lord God, and really all those that, that um, are representative of him as well, um, who have been through uh, a number of difficult deaths um, and whose loved ones are in the hospital. So, Father, we come and we pray for Dorian Gray, We curse the spirit of trauma, grief, and abandonment, Father. We command all of that to go in the name of Jesus. We speak peace to Dorian in Jesus' name. Father, we ask you to comfort him with your love, that you would wrap your arms around him, Father, that he would feel your peace, Father. Allow a normal grieving process to take place uh, with Dorian, Lord God. Move overwhelmedness out of his life today, O God. We speak health, we speak peace, we speak faith, and we speak purpose into Dorian. Lord, we ask you to enlighten the eyes of his heart so that he knows your purpose for his life, O God. We declare over him that he lives a kingdom-driven life in the name of Jesus. We ask you to comfort his daughter, Lord God, um, in the loss of her son. We ask you to keep her, Lord God, because 
She wants to be kept, oh God. We speak healing to Dorian's mother in the hospital, Lord God. We release the healing virtue of Jesus into her body today, oh God, and command Dorian's mother to be well in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that as we pray, you know all that Dorian is going through. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the one who meets every one of all of his needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. The next prayer request is praying for Nina Middleton, Pat Mundy, and Wanda uh, Brown. And uh, those three have all been diagnosed with COVID-19. Um, they're uh, the family members of one of uh, uh, the ushers um, from our Oakland location. And so as we lift them up, we're also praying for um, any others who have family members um, that have been diagnosed with COVID-19. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, um, we uh, come to you, Lord God, and we're uh, coming against COVID-19's right to uh, exist uh, in the bodies of Nina Middleton, Pat Mundy, and Wanda Brown. We curse the spirit of trauma and fear uh, in them in them today, Lord God, and anyone else on this line that's been diagnosed with COVID-19. We come against fear and trauma, and we command you to loose them in the name of Jesus. We speak two new lungs into their bodies, Father, that are free from COVID-19. We speak healing and health to their bodies. We command fevers to leave, pain to leave in the name of Jesus. We speak complete healing and restoration to any tissue, any cells, or any organs that have been damaged in the name of Jesus. Your word says that by your stripes they were healed, O oh God. They are healed. They were healed, O oh God. Past tense and present tense, Father God. So we call on the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we receive healing, O oh God, into bodies, O oh God, that have been uh, traumatized by COVID-19, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that as we pray, we know you hear us, O oh God. We know nothing's impossible for you, Lord God. Things are impossible with man, but all things are possible with God. And so we thank you, Lord God, that um, Nina and Pat and Wanda keep their eyes on you, Lord God. They're not focused, O oh God, on the symptoms, but they're focused on you. They're focused on your word, O oh God. You are Christ the anointed one with his anointing, and you are the big C, and you're over the little C, which is COVID-19. So we thank you, Father God, today for their healing, for their strength, oh God, for their faith to rise as they continue to trust in you with all of their hearts and lean not on their own understanding, but in all of their ways, they acknowledge you and you direct their path. We thank you for the proper care, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that... Um, they are getting stronger and stronger every day, and we give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, Proverbs uh, 4, verses 20 through 22, and it's just, I'll just paraphrase what it says, but it says, give attention to my words, for they are life and their health. In other words, they're medicine to all our flesh. And so as we came in agreement with 
Sister Margaret, as she prayed this morning for those that uh, sent in requests for others, that God heard and God will answer. So we know that when we pray the word of God, that victory is going to manifest. Victory is going to manifest because it's already been done. They're already healed in Jesus' name. So we want to see the manifestation. And so we give glory to God and we thank him. We thank him for for hearing and for answering quickly. May he respond quickly for those that are in need of his touch. Amen and amen. Thank you, Father, for that. I'm going to go back to Minister John and see if he has any further thoughts for us uh, today. That was such a good devotion this morning, Minister John, so I want to know if you have anything else that you might want to share with us. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, before we before we close the devotional, uh, just know that our day is is continuing on. Remember this: for for every everything, there's a a season and a time for every matter under heaven. And so, things are going to happen. Changes is going to come. But know that God knows all the changes that will happen. There's no surprise to him. Because in his word, he says this, well, I know the plans I have for you. And then he tells you, I plan to prosper you, not to harm you. My plan is to give you hope and a future. So, Don't necessarily pay attention to the circumstances that are happening around you. Pressure is going to come. Issues are going to come. But remember, God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And like David, we are in God's boot camp. And in his boot camp, if we keep our hands in his hand and our faith in him, we will always, always be victorious because it's already done. Amen. Amen. I like that. It's already done. It's already It has been finished. Amen. And God does have a plan to prosper each and every one of you. You have to know that. You have to believe that. You have to get your mind lined up with the Word of God. Because the mind is what gives us the greatest difficulty. But if you don't know the Word of God, if you don't understand the Word of God, if you don't take time to read the Word and to meditate upon it, your mind will always give you difficulty. But as you study the Word and you believe the Word, change comes. 
It's a process. So God does have a plan, and he has a plan that will prosper you. We serve an awesome God. We've had a wonderful time this morning on the call. I thank Minister John and uh, Sister Margaret for their um, attention to the call this morning, for the devotion, for the prayer time. We ask God's blessing over you both this day and your families. And to each and every one of you, God's richest blessing over you. Don't let discouragement come in. Don't let discouragement overtake you. Don't look around you, but look to the word of God. Let yourself feast on his word. His word will build you up. It will build you up. Hallelujah. So, Father, as we close this morning, we stand with you and we declare victory. Victory over our lives, victory over our families, victory over our cities, and victory over our nation, Father. Our nation shall not go down in defeat, but it shall be saved. Father, we trust you. We believe in you. We know that you have heard the cries of your people as we have called out to you for this nation, standing in the gap. And Father, we declare the followers of darkness shall be and will be defeated. We ask, Lord, that you restore America. And we ask, Father, for a great revival to sweep across our land. That, Lord, we would be concerned for the lost, for those who are searching, that have no idea what they're searching for. Let the light of your glory be seen in us. May men be drawn to what is in us and on us, which is the Lord Jesus Christ and salvation that we have through him. Father, let the fire of Pentecost fall. Let it fall upon this nation. And may the church, your ecclesia, Father, stand with heaven. Let us stand with heaven and war with heaven. That we will not be afraid, but we will take our stand. And that we will defend the cause for Christ. That we will not be afraid to speak. We will not be afraid to open our mouths to share the gospel. Father, your mighty throne promotes justice and righteousness. And your throne is eternal. And Father, as we have declared it before, we declare it once again. Amos 5 and 24, let justice run down like waters and righteousness as a mighty and ever-flowing stream. Let righteousness and justice be felt and seen in this nation, 
in the hearts of men and women, Father. And as we always do on this call, Father, we want to end with Psalms 118.24. For this is the day that the Lord has made. You made this day, Father. You created it. You allowed it. And we're going to rejoice and we're going to be glad in it. And may we never go backwards, but always go forward for the glory, for the gospel, for the lost, for those seeking. Let us be a voice on this earth that represents heaven and all that heaven stands for. Bless your people today, Father, like never before. May their heart burn with passion for you. We serve you. You're an awesome God. And we love you this day. Keep us because we desire to be kept by you. And it is in Jesus' name that I pray. And may everyone say, Amen. Kathy, open the line, please.